for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in the games meeting department. Thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to check part in future conversations with us, you can check out all of our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and the still alive Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures, where you can watch us record the show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. Or just have like a 15 minute bullshit with me as Max attends to his family. <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position podcast. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, or comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you watch us on YouTube, be sure to uh, wait. I said that part. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcorn.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. I don't have anything. Who pre- pre-ordered PSVR 2s this week? Me! Did you did you Amazon it? Because there's no de- no deposit required. Oh what? No. <laughs> no, I didn't think of that. No, I, I went uh, I went through EB Games. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was like, oh sure. But yeah, like it was interesting. So uh, for those that may not be, may not be aware, uh, PSVR 2 uh, pre-orders went live this week. Uh, EB Games like it's a two hundred dollar deposit. I was like, oh brutal. Oh, I don't want to do that. And then, like, 10 minutes later, $100 deposit. I'm like, I probably can't do that either, but that's better. That's slightly more acceptable. It's slightly more achievable. So I dropped a hundo on that. Um, I actually did, sorry, I did a hundred and I did a 10. So I got the charging station for the DualSense as well. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just gonna have to suck a whole bunch of dick between now and, and February to be able to pay for this fucking thing. Um, but yeah, did you jump in? No. Yeah, cool. Because essentially what Max and I decided... Uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll timeshare. <laughs> yeah. Time share. So we're going to use some Patreon money to help help pay for this VR. So, hey, everyone, patreon.com slash popculturist. <laughs> if you think this is slightly worth any money, it isn't. But if you felt like it was, you totally could throw down some dollary dues uh, onto our Patreon. Um, you don't get anything extra. It's just supporting the show. Like, we're very, I'm very clear in that, in that we don't do extra stuff. Uh, mostly because of laziness and two because having stuff behind a paywall is a bit of a prick especially when you have little small patreon numbers like we do so it's, mm-hmm. it's just simply about supporting the show in however you choose um so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to uh yeah essentially timeshare it as in like we'll put the patreon money on it max may throw some money on it as well mm-hmm. and then in time yep. we might just buy him out or something um <laughs> or you'll or you'll hate it and I'll end up buying it. Yeah, or yeah, he'll hate it or buy it out or, or, or something. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll essentially throw some money in it together. Uh with the luxury of what we do is we have access to review codes, etc. Uh so we'll just go, oh yeah, cool. That'll cover some of the games. Or if not, we'll just buy some games we're interested in. Um yeah, it just seems easier rather than both of us trying to fork out eight hundred bucks. But uh it's interesting because I, I bought it. I think they're still available. 
I can you check? I don't think that they've canned the 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 the, the like the pre-order availability. Stall. And I have a feeling that the dropping of the two hundred to the one hundred for the deposit amount for EB Games tells you very quickly that uh, there's not a lot of interest in the PSVR two. Either that, or they realized that everyone else was doing either no deposit or lower deposit. Yeah. And they went, we should come more in line, otherwise no one's going to order it through us. Which is very um, true. I can't see it on their website at all. Okay. Interesting. Because when I, when I checked the other day... It doesn't mean that it's not there, but I can't see it anyway. Well, the the big giveaway would be whether they still have the big banner. Here we go. They do yeah, have no, the big banner. Uh... <laughs> You can click on it and you can still pre-order them. Oh yeah, there, there so there is the eight hundred and seventy-nine ninety-five Bundaroo uh, for just the headset, or nine fifty-nine that comes with the copy of Horizon Call of the Mountain. The jewel, the station has has been removed, but is most yeah, it's almost, it's it's almost worthwhile. It's almost worthwhile buying the bundle because Horizon is priced at a fucking hundred and nine dollars anyway. Brutal. Yeah, so you're you're saving like forty bucks by by bundling. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a little bit privileged in the fact that. Oh we yeah, we are. Unquestionably so. But this is the thing. So, as you mentioned, Max, we're on, we're, 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 we're chat up, chat into how we're doing that sort of stuff in a moment. But like, I did, we, I did, put, I did drop a pre order, and, but I'm still resistant. I'm like ah. Like, I don't think we're going to get the use out of it. What do you reckon? Well, so, yeah. So, I, I had to, to, to the same thing with this this VR. Now, granted, this VR, like the current iteration of PlayStation VR is a pain in the dick to set up. Yeah. Um, but for, like, for the for the first month I had it, I was playing it, like, every other day. Yeah, like, I was too. I was fucking beat sabering hard. I was, uh, I had a lot of rhythm games on it that I, that I found fun. And it's it's cool. It's it's gimmicky, sure. It's not like it's not like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I want to play a game. I'm gonna fucking strap myself in for a good time. Uh, like you can still totally pre-order it on uh, JB Hi-Fi as well, yeah, including the the Sense Charger. Um, that's probably my only thing. It's 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 one of those things that you kind of have to be in the mood for. It's not one of those, you know, at the end of the day, you want to sit down and relax and play a game. You're not picking up fucking Beat Saber yeah. to relax. It's like. like- yeah, all the extra rigmarole that comes with it, like having to strap the headset on, having to make sure your things are charged, like having something as simple as the charging station for the DualSense, awesome. Mm. Because like I've got the older, uh, older move controllers, so I have, to, I have to use a different. I can't. There's no USB micro. It's like USB mini or something. Um, mm. So I have to have a separate cable for it. I only have one of those cables, so I can't charge both controls at the same time. Um, but it's object permanence as well. The headset lives behind my TV. I forget it's there most of the time. And then like, oh yeah. And then I, like, even when I was just unpacking some boxes the other day, because like my lease got extended. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not moving anytime soon. I might as well start unpacking some of these boxes. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, he's like the 17 cables for PSVR one. No wonder I don't play this anymore. Yeah. Even though like in my new house, I most certainly have the space to do so in the house I live in now. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. But like, it's it's difficult because as of right now, there's not 
a lot of games aside from the list that they have. But as we mentioned when we talked about it last week, last week or the week before, I'm I'm looking at this going. Most of these are available on PSVR one, or most of them are available on other PS uh, Arthur VR platforms. Apart from Call of the Mountain, which I is a hundred percent must play for me, there's nothing swinging at me. And like the other game that, that we should no, be excited I, I, for is I was, is I was, I was really hoping that we're going to have that Half Life Alex ready to go. That's what I was going. I couldn't, I couldn't really remember, but like that's that. the one that's got my attention. I was really hoping that was going to be, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, says he's nesting. I am like I lived here for a year, and I just kind of did it because I didn't like this house that I live in uh, now that I'm rent that I'm renting. It's normally a uni house, so like they tend to cycle out people. It seems, but I'm like, well, I'm. I'm I, can, I haven't missed any payments and I like living here. Can I live here longer? And they went, yeah, sure, no worries. So like I finally put up some, I finally put some things up on the walls. Um, I've got my, I've got the framed uh, God of War maps above my couch. Got some cool band posters all framed up. So rather than looking like a, a, a bachelor pad, it now looks like a single father's house, which is great because that's what I am. Yeah, we, um, we had that a couple of weeks ago that uh, the real estate agent's like, you want to extend your lease by two years? I'm like, fuck no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all it's all too bad uh oh yeah especially when you have to use the adapter as well which is another bullshit thing yeah uh, my adapter just stays permanently plugged into the ps5 because that's like the only like that port only gets used for that so it doesn't matter i yeah. just leave it plugged in uh mine's not still plugged in but I, I i have the external hard drive for the ps4 games which you don't no correct i just yeah. download shit as i need it yeah uh, Padge, Paul James Games, called the mountain courses might death to rise a few inches. Also, stay tuned on Half-Life. It's totally happening. And I'm sure it is. But, like, oddly enough, the game that I'm probably most interested in playing is because my kid will love it, even though he's not, he's too little to play VR, is the and Hello Neighbor game. Like, the Hello Neighbor game. I want to fucking play the shit out of that game. He can't play it, but I'll play it. Yeah. Rub it in his face. His little six-year-old <laughs> face. Like, you wish you could play this, but you're too little. <laughs> uh but yeah fi- uh, so mgb in the chat goes firewall is my most anticipated psvr2 game look i really did enjoy actually wait no i didn't play firewall zero hour what's the other one that i played it was another shooter game tango's whatever the fuck it was. yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah tango um, delta beta <laughs> sounds like a fucking fraternity operation tango <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was um yeah, operation tango it's a fucking multiplayer that's a whole different game, game. Uh, bravo team thank you mgp yeah okay. bravo team hello neighbor you fucking dork says says Padge. yeah yeah I'm aware. um <laughs> that's my two day one plays horizon for horizon call the mountain until i either finish it or vomit and then i'll play hello neighbor until i finish it or vomit <laughs> oh shit Mine, mine is. I want to play that fucking VR MMO, Zenith, Zenith VR. Yeah, all, all that D and D one looks. Currently, sick. it's currently available now on on PSVR one, but they're, they're they're revamping it for for two. Yeah, I'm also keen to see what what games are getting like updated to be able to play on PSVR two. Like, who's getting the investment? Uh, can, can we get some? Can we get some fucking custom songs for for fucking Beat Saber, please? Mm, maybe. Probably not. Got it. No, I highly doubt it. <laughs> Ah, but there you go. That's some bullshit about PSVR 2. That's how you open the show. 
VRMMO, speaking of dorks, says Paul James Games. Paul Ghost comes in, talks about his dick rising tables. He's bragging about his peen, and then he just proceeds to, like, shit on us. What kind of alpha male energy is he bringing into this this, this Twitch chat right now? Also, Puck's uh, September Hotel India Echo at Lima Delta. Shield! That'd be a good name for him. Uh, have I missed anything else? I don't think we have. But how you been, my friend? How you been? <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Not too bad. What's news? Had a fucking tiring weekend. Yeah. But, um, partly my own fault, so. We had a, yeah, we had a jam-packed. We, you know, we, we were supposed to have plans on Friday. My my kid um, met her second cousin for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And now all she wants to do is fucking hang out with Jimmy. So we've been organizing Aww. play dates left and right, which is cool. It's nice for Hadley to have someone around her age that she can play with. But, um... Yeah, they were supposed to hang out Friday, got cancelled at the last second, moved to today, and um, yeah, lack of sleep. I had a nap on the couch this afternoon, because Ellie said on, on Saturday, she's like, oh, by, oh, no, Friday, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm going out for breakfast tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah, you taking Hadley? And she's like, no. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I'm like, I'll, I'll get up in the morning then. So I specifically went to bed early knowing I had to get up, and because of my, my stupid... Uh, internal body clock it's like hey man you slept for your allotted four hours fucking surprised 5am motherfucker <laughs> time oh, to wake no. up <laughs> so I was awake from 5am Saturday morning till 4.30 Sunday morning Jesus <laughs> how are you not dead and then got up at got up at 11.30 and I've been awake from 11.30 today had like an hour nap on the couch and then I gotta go to work tonight Giddy. <laughs> you are mental absolutely three cups of coffee (laughs) insane i'm just waiting for my heart to explode one night from all the caffeine (laughs) someone's vacuums around your body the next day when they'd be saying like because you know how you normally get left notes from like people the the people that work in the building oh hey max can you please clean this up like you're dead on the ground and someone just puts a little sticky note on you hey max can you please clean this up like i am max (laughs) i'm dead (laughs) dead <laughs> uh, but other than that it's been yeah pretty mediocre week not yeah. much has really been happening just you know going through the motions yeah man get, get just count down my fucking days until christmas and i can go on holidays and oh nap on the couch every day i'm God, so keen. i am so keen for christmas holidays eh? like, I, I'm get, just, like... I get a i get a grand total of five fucking days and that's it oh so I'm, I'm working because uh, I work for the government, so I'm right all the way up till Christmas Eve, mm. and then we're back on the second. Interesting. Actually, actually, it might be the third this year because the the New Year's Day falls on a weekend. It does. So it might be the Tuesday instead of the Monday. Lame. Oh, I might get six days. <laughs> I literally get the week be- between Christmas and New Year, and that's it. Yeah, so I get. The week before Christmas, down into the middle of Jan, I think. But no, it's forced leave, not. so I have to take it because like nothing's open. I'll probably take some time, and I'll probably, you know. But I've got like fifty hours, uh, fifty days, I should say. Sorry, of like sick leave. Yeah, so I kind of just want to get sick. Like, can I just come to your house and Ali can just vomit on me, <laughs> just so I can get some some use some of my sick days. Uh, I don't even know how many sick days I've got. I got like I got four and a half weeks of of leave up my sleeve. Yeah, I don't have. I, don't I think I have about that. 
I have enough to cover me for the Christmas break and plus a little bit extra, so. Yeah, because I want to take time because we're hoping, they're, they're saying that we should be in our house by like early to mid-Feb. Yeah. So I'm hoping to take a couple of days then as well. Uh, so I can just... And, and no, in the chat goes, I have a thousand hours of sick leave. Holy shit. Like I... I don't. Uh, I I think I've taken some sick leave in this in this job, but like not, not much. Thousand hours. I haven't taken I haven't taken sick leave in ages because there's no one to replace me. Yeah. I just have to go in sick. <laughs> Brutal. The problem is you never get paid out sick leave too. Like when I yeah. finished up at NG Australia, so the job that I worked at before here, um, like when my appendix nearly exploded. I was like, well, how, how, what's my recovery time? And they're like, well, how much leave do you have? I'm like, I don't know, like six weeks? I'll give you six weeks. I'm like, yeah! Because like, you, you can never use it. So yeah. like, I'm just, and I can't have my appendix explode again. No, I can't. No, no, no. I'll, I'm pretty sure they took it out. Yeah, they? They, they, they scrambled that shit and they took it out. So there's an zero chance. But yeah, so apart from this week wanting to be sick so I can get some extra leave, um, things have been pretty good. Pretty sure. Not, not, not much to report myself. Uh, I went to uh, friendly Geordie's no, here. No, in... no, no $300 dinners this week? No $300 dinners this week because it would have fucking killed me. But no. Just uh, a really shitty meal at the Sphincter. Yeah, we just went, yeah, just went to the Sphinx. So for those that don't know, here in Geelong, there is a, uh, like a bistro function center called the Sphinx. And it's literally a really shitty plastic Sphinx. Plastic Sphinx. <laughs> It's kind of like, hey, do you want to really, really, really subpar Las Vegas? Shit, do you even want to subpar like off, like <laughs> back road, City. Atlantic City? And that's what it is. It's shit. It's so bad. But you went there to to uh, to, to go see Friendly Joys. Super out of place. It's such a right. weird space. It's, it's right next to a fucking golf club. <laughs> yeah, it's real weird. It's real, real weird. But it was fine. The Friendly Joys was was interesting. Um, what was fascinating was like the spectrum of individuals that attended like knowing the like that friend the geordie's like hits many different demos of individuals they're like there are people that were there for like the political commentary that he'll discuss and they were there because of his dumb skit videos right mm -hmm. so like you've got one side of the, the one side of the room like yeah we yeah meth jokes yeah and everyone's like ha, ha, ha. that is a great commentary on how the romans were like the labor party you know, it's just, um, it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, just too many uh, fucking people of shit and just interrupt and like shout outs. I'm like, no, 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 shut up. No one came for you. You're not the comedian on the stage. Shut up. Let them do their job. I don't want to hear from you. God damn it. That was pretty good. Uh, other than that, yeah, went, went to, did, went to Costco yesterday to get some food. Motherfucker. <laughs> It was, fuck you, it was food for today. You didn't show up. Stop, stop telling me after the fact you go to Costco. <laughs> what would you want? What would have you gotten? I don't know. I've never been. I just want the experience, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I went with my father and I took Phoebe. <sighs> she got herself a lovely new soda stream for her house and oh, an iron. Yeah. I got food. And some shorts and some stuff for my for my son, but like okay. I will ha like if we go, like, I will go again soon. I yeah. won't buy anything. I'm fucking poor, but like it was fun. It's just a giant warehouse. 
yeah, it's just that's yeah, uh, similar to MGB. I've never been to Costco mostly because there's not one close to me. It's like fucking an hour and ten. Yeah, the closest is probably Docklands or one in uh, Epping. Like apparently it's on the cards to build one out here. This is yeah. nothing to do with PlayStation, by the way. But like, yeah, apparently they want they're wanting to build hey, one on, out man. here. Costco, Costco sells PlayStation games. Fuck you. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, they had that. Yeah, they. Uh, I. I, I, it's a stretch, but they're there. <laughs> well, because the nature of because you have to pay for the yearly subscription for the Costco. There's like I think I think I saw uh, what did I see? I mean, it's better value than fucking PlayStation Premium. <laughs> it is. Like they, I think they had Pokemans for like fifty bucks or something. They do gift uh, cards, yeah, probably. Um, not, not too sure. I didn't pay that much attention. I just kind of went in. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, look at this giant fucking teddy. Oh, look at this gingerbread house. Hey, I can buy like a fridge here. I can just an eighteen thousand dollar ring in this cabinet. That's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, the the scale at which um you can buy actually be really good as you head into your new house. Yeah. So you just help you sort of restock stuff. That'd probably be smart. Um. But yeah, uh, so that, and then today we had AEW pay-per-view, uh, full gear. So we did our usual uh, shindig at my place where everyone comes around, watch pay-per-view together. I invited, Max is like, you never invite me. I'm like, hey, Max, we come to the wrestling. He's like, yeah. I was, I was stoked that I got invited. And then I'm just like, ha, totally made plans that I forgot about. Yeah. And you're like, hey, thanks for the invite, man. That'd be really nice. Yeah, I'm like, I'll use the excuse if I need to drop your whippersnapper back to be like, to, to go to begin with. And yeah. I didn't do that either. No. Nah. <laughs> So he just double-dogged oh, me. Did you get that crazy five minutes of fucking snow that we had this afternoon? No, I was watching press. Like, it, it hailed so fucking hard for like five minutes. It looked like my car was covered in snow. And then all of a sudden the sun just came out and fucking melted it all straight. No, I, like I did. Yeah, so the, the sky just erupted a number of points today, you know. But that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Like, other than that, uh, yes, yeah, it's been a bit of a busy week doing some extra hours at work as I as I always do. So I just sort of come home. I, I spent some time with my son this week as well and just sort of doing stuff. So like, we'll now get into the section when we talk about the games we've been playing. Like I have, I've had access to the latest in the Dark Pictures anthology, The Devil In Me, um, not the devils inside me. Very different game. Still want to play that one too, though. Uh, this is so. This is uh, the code was provided to us by the team over at Bandai Namco Australia. Thank you to them. That, however, I spent like two days just trying to get the code to work because the codes were distributed, and they weren't activated, so we just had to wait. <laughs> and then that took a little while from to get up to get up and running. Um, and then by the time by the time they got activated, it was then like the middle of the week. And then I had Geordies, and then I had like Friday. I was busy. And then Saturday we went out to Costco, and then so, so I, like I've tried to play some of it, but not as much as I, as myself certainly wanted. But uh, so in the same vein of as the previous anthology game, Dark Pictures anthology games, this is one of those short, those shorter shared narrative stories, very similar to yeah, Man of Medan, uh, Little Hope, and the House of Ashes. The bad one. The, the one, yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> so this is the final in the ch it was essentially considered chapter one so as in like four games first chapter uh four five six set wait 
five, five six, six, seven, eight is, is chapter two, and that's coming uh, as yearly as they have been. So this one is uh, set around H. H. Holmes, the notorious serial killer out of America, who essentially created the the murder house as a, as an a, an elaborate an a labyrinth style house that is just designed to fucking kill you, and apparently killed like two hundred or something plus people. Uh, yeah, so this is the idea is that you're a group of paranormal investigators or, you know, true crime investigators, like individuals that make like, you know, YouTube or, or shows about stuff like this. And you've been, uh, invited, uh, over to this house that is essentially a, uh, amusement park replication of, of the H.H. Holmes house, but jokes on you because the person there's trying to kill you game. So I'm, I'm about finished the first chapter-ish of it in that like I finally had some some characters uh, be in positions where they may or may not have experienced their demise. Uh, and I kind of am enjoying it. Yeah, so I, as, as we discussed before the show, I'm a little bit behind you, but I'm also kind of digging it. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's some things that are really different in that like it's it's the same premise multiple character things like five characters in this one uh and you yeah you, they're all there they all have different reasons they all have different personalities and and things motivations etc but when i when i turned it on my wife was sitting beside me and she's like oh what's this and i gave her the spiel and she's like who, who the fuck's hh holmes i'm like just google and it. then all of a sudden she went fucking google investigate and she's like yeah, I'm fucking in. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty gnarly in that sense. Um, but yeah, so th- there's there's a couple of mechanical changes in this one in the same way that like House of Ashes really moved up in the three-dimensional mm. space movement as it was all like, hey, you're not just like predetermined ca- camera, you know, where you can only sort of go like this is fully explorable. Um, it still pushes you in a very linear way. But here what they've done is they've added puzzles like very simple puzzles so far, just like oh, you need to switch, you need to turn all these switches on this breaker. Make sure you do it in order. Hey, there's a keypad over here. Go find the number. Oh, oh you, you need to traverse this location. Maybe you should move some shit around to, to, to be able to traverse it. So it's, it's very touched upon in the time. I think I've already played for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, um, and that's pretty cool. Like that so far. They added a fucking jog button. There's a jog button. And like with actual, run. like legit sprint, and none like of this like awesome. like quarries kind of saunter. <laughs> um, and I don't recall if it was in the previous ones, but now before something happens, you, you controller gives you a friendly buzz, and it's like, oh, dude, something's coming up. Just fucking prepare yourself. You've got a choice to make, or you know, one of the heartbeat mini games is coming up. Just like fucking pay attention. Uh, they normally make like a noise it's always been like a, a, ver- a, a an audible mm. in the case like Bleh. like oh shit hang on but I don't think there's ever been like a vibration or something to, to mm. remind you so that's pretty cool I have my controller down at one point because obviously a lot of this game is um, you know told through cutscenes and whatnot mm. and um, so I had my controller sitting in front of me and it's like and I'm like oh I better, better pick it up something's coming up mm. There's nothing worse than you know having a character die because you weren't paying attention properly or yeah. you didn't have your controller on you. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, in the sofa in the chat, no mentions our good friend Jerd and said Jerd has been caught up with a few jump scares. I've had a couple so far that have got me pretty good. Oh fuck! Like, ah, uh, you <laughs> jump yet? No, not yet. Are you a, are you a jump scarer? 
Yeah, so I I got in the obviously because I because I've been playing it with Ali. Um, normally I play with headphones on. Yeah, but because um, I've been playing with Ali, we had the sound coming through the monitor, but we had all the lights off, and you know we set the we set the mood. The ambiance. Ali Ali's a bit Ali's a bit jumpy, but I don't pay attention enough to jump. I guess. Yeah, I just kind of zone <laughs> out. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of zone out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a sharp noise. Oh, cool. Um. <laughs> But yeah, look, the characters are interesting and like we're touching, I've only surface level seen what they can and can't do at the moment. There are some cool design changes in terms of, so with an example, some of the characters because they, of their specialty within the, um, the team, like they have different skills. So an example would be there's a, a character, she is the sound engineer to the production crew. So she carries like a shotgun mic. So you can use that to like, listen in so if you're hearing something coming you can sort of hit you you know pump the mic up uh same goes to like the 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 cameraman because he's got a camera like you gotta take some photos and stuff and you can find cool shit in the world which give you more info uh he also has like one of those like a selfie stick that's you know he can use to like reach higher places um the director he has like a, a tie clip that he can use to jimmy open locks um it's cool there's a couple little details like that which just add a little sprinkle of variance uh Mm. to the game and even because you're playing in this giant hotel you know there's inventory slots for you to like go find keys and so far all the keys you find are narrative driven they're all based within the story you can't just find a key and not know what it's for until later yet um but it is something that that'd be cool to see if they expand on that somehow Anything you want to add on that before we talk about how the game runs? No, no, no you've done well. Yeah, it runs badly. Yeah. Like, look, most of the time it's pretty good, it, but it, it does. Just... It, I find that it runs fine. It's just got some weird fucking texture pop ins. Yeah. So, like, at the, at the very start, um, <clears throat> there's a few close up of a couple speaking, and the woman's top gum just went and just covered her complete face <laughs> and then popped back out. Uh, there's a spot uh, as you approach the, fir- the, the 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 hotel area. You see a little kid in a window. Mm. Her neck was just gone. <laughs> um, there's, there's a there's a part where you open the gate and the gate just fucking fuses through a wall and then just reappears on the other side. That was cool. Mm. So mostly it's just been like weird texture glitches. Mm. Um, I haven't like it's not chugging or anything, but it's just it's funny. Yeah, I most certainly haven't had like. <laughs> texture problems in that like the game would just nothing like what you've just mentioned that i'm aware of uh the biggest problem that i have is texture quality so the benefit of these games is because it is such a linear narrative they can really make they if you think to like uh what was the game they did hidden agenda on with the you know that game on playstation 4 the playlinks the playlink game yeah because it was so like so narratively driven they can make it look amazing and very similar to the quarry which is their most recent release supermassive's most recent release outside of this like there are some times where where devil in me looks awesome and then there's some times when it looks like ass like there's a character who her, her, like her this part of her face just looks like she's had the most notorious like the most like vicious Botox in the world. It's just stiff. No matter whatever she tries to emote, nothing wants to move. 
but then you have like the like one of the main other characters like the director he looks amazing like whenever when sometimes when they want him to like the scenery looks pretty sweet some uh there's a gentleman you meet like do something dumont like he's like the groundskeeper essentially of this thing he looks like shit like that and like the the opening the opening prologue as you mentioned the woman has the most deadest eyes i've ever seen she's just staring blankly which is funny because she dies but like she's just like has like those empty empty eyes you just can't see shit like do you have anything in there it's just vacant yeah um the lights are on but no one's home yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much it's like it's one of those pedestrian crosses that says don't walk don't walk don't walk like nothing's happening um it's it was really it's interesting but yeah some things look really really cool uh so yeah it's a it's a tough one like I, i i'm still enjoying it in no way will I like score. Pro- like, we don't score anyway, but like, I'm not going to be like, oh, this, you know, this game is a nine or a 10 if we did scores because it's not. Even narratively, it's fine. Um, I'm enjoying It's probably at the moment, once again, not having finished it, it's an easy second for me out of the yeah, four so far. Yeah, for me, it's number two of four. Yeah, Little Hope House is still House number of, one. House of, House of, yeah, it was Little Hope. Yeah, Little Hope, okay. the cool spooky okay. town one. Ashes. Number one. <laughs> Number two so far is the devil in me, but Man of Medan's three. <laughs> Man of Medan and then House of Ashes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I'm really enjoying it. I'll have more to say over the next week because uh, I will be spending some more time with it um, because I'm enjoying it. And I, I I started playing it with Phoebe as well, but because she hasn't played games since like PS One, she's like, "What what do I do with the second stick?" I'm like, "Oh man, I totally didn't think about that." Like I just kind of forget. Like that, there's just standard things like how to jewel stick. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Okay, uh, this is kind of how you do it. And I'm like, how do I explain this to someone? Well, it's the same as the left one. You just use your right hand. Yeah, but it's for the camera. And she's like, <laughs> up, down, up, down, sky. I'm like, I'm getting motion sickness. No, I'm just kidding. It was fine. But like, it's just, it's just like, I'm just gonna give the controller to you. I'm like, okay. Um, so the, this is the, the better narrative. But like. If I can just get myself to not want to play Call of Duty, I probably could get more time out of this game. But I've been playing... Like, Warzone 2 dropped, and seeing as you took your copy of Call of Duty back, but I still had this need in me to want to shoot things. I honestly... How did you get it to launch Warzone 2 without the disc? Because I deleted the game and started again. Ah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't willing to do that. Yeah, so I deleted it and then just went, oh, I'll just, I'll just down War- yeah, I'll then just, it downloaded the digital version. Just down digital version of Warzone, right? Yeah. yeah. So then I go, I don't need the CD, the the, the CD to trigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so because Max came and took his copy back of Call of Duty, which makes sense because his fucking copy. I was still shitty about it, but it's his copy. If I had, so if I had it. a note, I'd just have to uninstall it and, re- and re-download it. It would have been, I would have just done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still time. Um, but yeah, so I, I boot up the world and now I've played Warzone like twice previously. Battle Royale really isn't for me. But like, because I can't play the multiplayer, which I was having a lot of fun with, because I like essentially I would start my day. I like, I'd get all my stuff ready for work. I'd sit down, play two rounds and then head off to head off to start my day. It was very, very chill and I enjoyed it. But so, ah, but I still have that itch. I'll download Warzone. It's fun. No, I don't... Played in- have you played the EDZ game the, mode yet? The DMZ, not yet, no. The DMZ, yeah. 
What's the, so we'll talk about the battle royale, then we'll put then we'll touch DMZ because I know what the difference is. But uh, yeah, apparently it's a new map. But like other than that, I don't know what the difference is. There's like in-game money. There's vehicles which I can't, which I haven't yet to use. Uh, yeah, and like I got I got it. I got a win today. Somehow, I came tenth today as well. I'm like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. But that was after coming 132nd. So swings and roundabouts. Uh, I'm yet to win in the gulag. I get fucked up in that gulag. But will I be playing this long term? Probably not. Because I only play for the moment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In the moment, I am very much enjoying it. And yeah, the only catch is I'm playing it solo. Um, because I don't really want to play with that I'm aware of. And that's you know, I'm sure you're playing with what you got your other you've got your squad full. No, we actually don't. Because well, look, the the guys that I usually play with, one of them hates battle royale. Mm. He's like, I, I hate spending 20 minutes finding great loot and then getting fucking shot in the back of the head that while I'm running suck. away. Because, yeah, like, the, the the time I'm sitting in the lobby is stupid. So slow compared to um to standard multi. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's a few, he's a real big fan of the, the DMZ. Ah, because what's the difference? The, so the DMZ is basically you have... It, it, it's essentially um Escape from Tarkov or the Division's Dark Zone. Oh, yeah! Like that's what it is. So it's not filled with 150 players. It's filled with some players and bots. Oh shit! So you make a loadout which is filled with like you can bring guns in and insure them so you get them back if you die in there. Because if you die in there, you lose all the shit you had. Mm-hmm. Or you can just take in contraband, which is like black market shit. Doesn't matter if you lose it because you just take more in. But basically, it's you're designed to go in there, do these specific missions if you want to loot and get out, and like extract. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. So, like one of the missions I did last night with a group, it's we needed to control a Sam turret. So we found the Sam turret, we controlled it for a while, we shot down someone's supply drop, we went and stole that supply drop. Um, then an actual squad of human players fucking rolled up on us. Um, and then we're like, hey, let's go get that fucking special weapons case that just dropped. And then we're like, hey, that special weapons case is moving because someone else has already grabbed it. But they're waiting for the helicopter at Xville. Let's go to the Xville and fuck them up while they call the <laughs> helicopter in. So that's what we did. We fucked them up, stole their shit, and escaped. <laughs> okay, that sounds mad. I may have to. Once we're done recording, I may have it, to play that it's, tonight. It's less, it's less high pressure because there's bots. Yeah, I like so that. So you can kind of just kill bots and just get gear from them. Yeah. Or just loot. How will the bots um, play though? Are they just as gnarly? Uh, they're just bots. Yeah. They're bots. They're not hard to kill. Right. Some of them have got like jacked armor though, but they're not they're not super hard to kill. It's not too bad. Alright, well I may do a round while the show edits. I think that's a pretty good idea. Um but yeah. Well you, what have you what have you been playing? Apart, apart from Modern Warfare 2, I've been playing thanks to the team over Bandai Namco Australia. Apparently, all I play these days is Bandai Namco games. Look, uh, look uh, me too. Like we've 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 received a lot of love from Bandai Namco in the last couple um, of weeks. It helps that most Bandai Namco games are like super max games. They're either like uh, licensed anime games or <laughs> RPGs, which has been good. So I'm playing Tactics Ogre at the moment, which is an old school. That's like a remake of the of, of the original. So Tactics uh, Ogre Reborn is the full current. Yeah. So it's a um it's an isometric grid based tactical RPG. And it's ah, uh, oh, it hits all the spots. So it's akin to like old school um 
like Final Fantasy Tactics, Old School, Fire Emblem, all those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Um, super fantastic. Uh, it's got the class-based systems uh, similar to that of like of those games. So you know your, your warrior, your fighter, your berserker, mages, clerics, and essentially you're playing as a rebel group trying to help your nation. Oh, sorry, Valdran in the chat dropped in just a second ago. He said the bots in Modern Warfare 2 either have one or two modes. They either meet shield or they super exact aim new new. new oh yeah, they've 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 got aimbot. Ah, oh, lame. All right, sorry, back to you, Ogre. <laughs> um, so I've, I'm in chapter two at the moment, so I'm still fairly early in, and I'm fairly early in because uh, one of the missions was kill this specific guy, and he had a bunch of... He's basically a necromancer. He had a bunch of, like, fucking an army of undead skeletons. And it's like, you can ignore the skeletons and go kill him. And I failed. <laughs> and because of that, I went into fucking hardcore grind mode so I could shit on him the next time. So I've just been leveling up all my dudes. Uh, and then I went in, absolutely demolished him, went to the next area. I went, oh yeah, I can do this. Half my squad died. And then I realized that they don't come back if you don't revive them in combat. <laughs> so I had to buy a hunch, a bunch of new fucking recruits that are all like level two compared to my level 10 guys. So you have to grind and, them all again? And then I have to, yeah. So I'm re-grinding all my guys back up and gearing them up because I lost everything. That is old school brutal. That's my own fault though. Because I kind of, I fucking, it's like you just need to kill this guy, and I fucking tunnel vision super hard. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I love all those like turn-based tactical RPGs where you, you know, you plan out your moves. Um, you know, archers are good against these these characters but not good against those characters so you set your archers up in a position where they can you know they can cover your front line but they're not so close that they're gonna get fucking shit on by everything else and like have you all your healers and your mages in the back so they don't get hurt you kind of like turtle them up so yeah i'm digging it so actually valdron mentioned once again two sweet comments in a row jumps in i thought about getting tactics ogre reborn but i was like i have already played this before i am good so would it, would you, would I missed it the first time around. So this is my first time playing it. Okay. So I guess that, so I was going to say, like, do you think this is something that for those that had played it before would be worthwhile? Like, do you feel that this is, even from your uh, just impressions, do you say that, oh, cool, yeah, this is worth a pickup? Or is it... Or do it's, you, yeah. It, it's, it's really good fun, but if you've played it before, I don't know how crazy the replay value would be. Like, I don't... I don't think it seems like a very linear story. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've experienced it once and enjoyed it, I don't know how much you would get out of it a second time. Okay, that's fair. Um, just because you're you're essentially just doing the same thing, but it's it looks better. It's just prettier. Yeah, I guess it would depends how much you love this genre, like how much you love your sort of yeah. tactics, or yeah. how much you know you love the original. I suppose but it's like any remake or remaster, right? If you yeah, yeah. if you're in, if you've never put, like if you've played it before and, you, and you want yeah, to, I, I missed it the first time around. It's like it's coming to PS5. I'm like sweet. This yeah, this is my chance to jump in. But it's even like I love that style of game. But like, it's also like Final S- Fantasy Tactics is one of my all time favorites. That so makes this sense, is yeah. this is this is hitting all the spot, all, like all the beats for me. It's awesome. But yeah, I guess it's like use a crude example like uh, Crash Bandicoot. I love Crash Bandicoot. So the the Insane trilogy, instant pickup for me. Spyro, I don't give a fuck about Spyro. So I didn't play it. Do you know what I mean? Where everyone's like, oh, the Spyro trilogy is really good. I'm like, I'm sure it is. 
ain't for me. I didn't want to play it the first time. Don't want to play it again. But you know what I mean? But like, but there are some remakes, uh, like they'd be like, oh yeah, that's worth my attention. So you go back. It's weird. I guess, I guess we had this conversation, what, when Last of Us Part 1. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I think I love, I love like Last of Us. Like, it's it's one of those things that sometimes you don't need it because you've already had that experience. Mm. It's a tough one. Because, like, I, cause like we, you know, again, we were lucky enough to be provided a code for that through through PlayStation. I, I don't think I would have bought it. I wouldn't have bought it on release. If we did, if we weren't kindly re- received a code, I, I would have yeah. bought it if it was on sale at some point because like, especially looking at it, like it's a brilliant remake. Oh yeah, but oh, there's like, no there's no doubting that. But yeah, but once you realize that yeah, we had have to pay like 120 bucks for it, I was like, well, I'll wait till it's a slightly cheaper brilliant remake. Yeah, but once again, yeah, it's the very lucky, the privileged position that we are in mm-hmm. in that sense. Uh, anything else to check out this week? Oh, and I started the chant. Oh, yeah. So that's re- that was provided to us by PlayOn, um, which I haven't touched either. But it looks batshit weird. So I've done the opening prologue and the first... Uh, I've played about Oh, so I'm getting hours. the games mixed up. It looks spooky. It's, yeah, it, 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 it is. Um, so where I'm up to, it, essentially you're... It, it starts you off in the, the prologue where you're essentially on an island... You're part of a cult, what or what seems to be a cult. They seem to be doing some ritual. Ritual goes bad because the 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 person you are observing at the time decides to have like a change of heart, doesn't hand over the key item that they need to complete the ritual. Ritual goes haywire. She runs away, jumps off a cliff. Bam, you're playing as someone else, and you're going back to that island because your friend's like, "It's a fucking health retreat. Come and come and heal your woes." So you're like, "Okay, let's do this," and now you're back. Um, and I'm just meeting all the crazy people on the island at the moment. Rad. That, check, that checks um, out. Combat's gnarly, so um, it's it's combat light, essentially. So the, the player you play as, or who I'm controlling at the moment, terrified of, of flies. And there's just swarms of flies everywhere that you have to find, kind of like wave off with a fucking burning stick. Okay. The flies attack you. And you take mental damage because you're because you're terrorized by them. So, oh, um, you've you've essentially got like three, um, three resources. There's like mind, uh, terror, and something else, and like or f- faith, tranquility, whatever. There's three. I can't think of exactly what they are at the moment. But like, you can sacrifice one to heal the other, and it's it's it, it, it's a it seems like a cool system. Um, but I'm not far enough in to really give comment yet. Interesting. It seems cool. Um, it looks spooky, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm very early in it at the moment. Interesting. I'm, I'm, we're, we're, ju- we're juggling like four games. <laughs> yeah, well, we most certainly are. We got, we got super busy all of a sudden. Yeah, because I was, I was talking not, about it. Not that's a bad thing, but while you were attending to your family, I was having fun with the Twitch chat, and I was talking about it, like, yeah, well, so um, I want to, I still want to get that plat for God of War, uh, the with the Devil in Me, which we've already talked about, um. Yeah, the Entropy Center, which I gave a good run for. I, yeah, I finished that. Which you, which you roll credits on. You have that Broken Pieces. Um, then there's the Chant. New Tales from the Borderlands. The New Tales from the Borderlands, which where you jumped on. Um, <laughs> PGA, I've been bl- I've been blasting because that game's fun. Um, or something else. That might be it. 
Yeah. Instead, we're playing fucking Call of Duty Warzone for some reason. Speaking of, because like, what, what has me excited? All right, let's get in this section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. All I'm sort of hoping is that like there's some sort of Black Friday deal and that Call of Duty is like cheaper. That's all I'm hoping for because I, I, I want to play the campaign and two, I want to play like some t- Team Deathmatch. Like Warzone's cool and all, but... Well, there is definitely Black Friday sales on. Yeah. Um, I haven't really looked at them. They're, they're set up in a... It's set up in a weird way on the, on the PlayStation 5 at the moment. There's like best sellers and then there's just like the sale. Yeah, so there's it's a it's not quite a Black Friday sale, in like so there is like the PS and the Australian sorry the Australian PlayStation Store has one right now, but like what I'm hoping for, like it's just something always drops later and like like closer to the day, but then Cyber yeah. Monday as well that that could work in our favor. Yeah. But I just don't want to play hundred nine dollars for fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, sure, but currently PlayStation Plus is on sale. All PS memberships are currently 25% off thanks hey. to the Black Friday sales. However, if oh. like me, you're horribly disappointed in the premium deluxe tier, you cannot buy a lower tier at this discounted price. What? So although you can inform Sony that you wish to downgrade at the end of your plan, you can only stack to whatever your active membership is. So anyone who has a membership lasting longer than this current sale period is shit out of luck. So, because my premium subscription doesn't end until January, okay. the only way I can take advantage of this 25% off is if I buy another premium subscription for a year, which I don't want to do because I don't think it's worth the money. It's not worth the money. That's fucking balls. It's bad yeah. enough they made us pay to fill out until the end of our uh, at an end of our period. Like even like if, so if you, as I said, as we know back in the day, like if you had it stacked for like six years you have to pay six years worth of upgrade and you can't even fucking go back. Gross. Gross. If extra seems like great value, I might drop down to extra. Yeah. Like if anything, I'm going to drop down to extra. Like, but, but, Deluxe is just not worth it. Well, because we don't, yeah, here in Australia, we're saving like $10 for literally literally nothing. Every single PS3 game. Yeah, we get nothing. Like the the promise of what premium was going to be is not being delivered uh, in for those that have premium. And then if you have deluxe, which is kind of the bastardized premium because we don't have PS Now support here in this country, you're pa- it's it's even less value. It's a fucking it's absolutely insane. We've we've ranted and raved in, in the past about uh, about PS Plus and how it's hot shit. It's fucking crap. And like you know like oh PS Plus subscribers are down by two whatever billion. Yeah, good. Fix it. But, you you know, take the next one? Yeah, of course I will. Because look, one thing that was really good over the last couple of weeks, way better than PS Plus, is uh, God of Ragnarok. So Santa, uh, so Santa Monica Studios have have wrapped on their la- latest release, which is God of War Ragnarok. So the question now is, what's next? Seeing that Eric Williams directed the the most recent title, not Corey Barlong, uh, who has been working on something else for a while now so in an interview with the, with the la times the studio admitted uh it's currently quote spread out over many things end quote but shared nothing specific in other god of war news twitter user and ru- uh, rumor millie a tweeted that filming took place during development for ragnarok and they would release something akin to raising kratos santa monica studios rep- responded to this with quote there is no documentary in the works end quote and then they put people to their behind the scenes series that releases on tuesdays that covers some of the development for ragnarok uh now quickly 
Uh, Valdran in the chat did ask about the PS uh, comments around PS Plus. We'll always go to the chat because you know if we make a, if someone has any questions, we'll happily answer them. Uh, what does the premium include? Pointless trials for games you probably either buy outright or not at all. Game trials are infrequent, and for games, well, the, the game trial was supposed to be for anything above sixty dollars, which isn't true, which hasn't happened. Uh, and it gives you everything the extra tier gives you, which is the PS4 and Five catalog. But cool. the big selling point for premium was the classic games: PS1, PS2, PS3. Here in Australia, we don't have PlayStation now, so PS3 titles, as they're all stream streaming titles. They just don't exist in here in Australia. No. So all we get are PS1 and PS2 games, and none have dropped in the last two months. Yeah, so they've released no PS1 games aside from Siphon Filter 2 like two months ago. They've dropped one. Uh, the PS2 titles, rather than release the PS2 title, they then go, oh, it came to PS3, so here's the PS3 version. Like the Ratchet & Clank 20th anniversary, whatever the fuck. They're like, rather than make the PS2 ones available here in Australia, they just went, ah, oh, no, it's only the PS3 versions and it's, it's nowhere. So we got nothing, literally nothing on the deluxe tier uh, last month. Uh you know, and even then, like, look, granted, we're coming from a different space. We're very lucky in that we've we've been able to play all the games we've ever wanted, really. So, like, all the games that are part of the trial, all games that are part of the classic collect, you know, they're like, hey, this is the back catalogue of PS4, PS5 games. We've played, you know. It's the nature of working in the biz. Like, we've been doing this for, like, what, nine years now. So, we have, like, a stack of back, back catalogue. We, the things that we reviewed and we played and we covered whether it be for us or other people like it's that we have stacks so the it's very it's very interesting that the tiers are designed for is being marketed to the hardcore but the hardcore would have already played all these titles mm. if you're a hardcore you don't need a trial because you've already bought it it's really it's a really really shitty business model and like the one things that that the separate what people wanted is backwards compatibility and they are refusing to do it period all it tells you that this that this plan was incredibly uh underbaked undercooked unplanned out and they just did it because they felt they had to with zero plan moving forward aside from just taking money out of your pocket which they did and because they successfully did and you can't scroll you can't scroll back they won what can you do but yeah so one of the back to uh, sony santa monica so one of the things that they were, they we know that corey's been sort of working on is something different he yeah, he chose to opt out of uh, being the director uh for this title uh for ragnarok and he uh, the rumor has that he's been working on a space game so outside of the original, like the first game that Santa, this, this, what was Santa Monica Studio ever made, um, everything's been God of War since. What was their first game? Um, it'll come to me in a moment. If not, Puck will tell me. Good old Puck in the chat will give. Will we'll, uh, he's he's our font of knowledge. Uh, yeah, was it sorry? Warhawk? Was it Warhawk? It wasn't Warhawk. No, no. So Sony Santa Monica have done a lot of X-Dev sort of stuff as well. So they provided a lot of support. They did Kinetica. Kinetica. Thank you. Yeah. Kinetica was their first game, um, which, 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 you know, is cool. But then everything That's since then in their main releases has been God of War. God of War 1, 2, 3, this one, 2018, Ragnarok. Uh, Ascension they did as well. They didn't yep. do Chains of Olympus or Ghost of Sparta. That was done by respawn from memory 
Change um, of Olympus was ready at dawn. Ready at dawn. Thank you. Not respawn. Yeah, sorry. The guys that did control. My, yeah, the guys that control respawn. I'm like, that Ryan, that's not correct. I'm like, aha, that is not correct. Um, So they, they're heading into what became God of War 2018. The studio were on the path of doing something different, but that got canned. They went, nah, that sucks do something else like do do more god of war and thankfully they did and they delivered the bit one of the best fucking games i've ever played in my life um and they, they followed that up with one of the best games I've ever played in my life like you know if if you ever go back and look at the old shows you'll you'll hear my absolute love for for god of war 2018 and ragnarok um as a father the game's just brilliant and so if you look at Corey's twitter for the longest time it was just space pictures and shit so it's possibly they're working on something in space. But I kind of like the idea of them doing something different. As much as I love God of War, and as much as I have enjoyed the last two, them wrapping up this mythology now, I think I think God of War's gone for a little while. Maybe forever. What do you think, Max? No, he needs to go kill gods of a different region now. Where was he going to go? Um, uh, who knows? everyone has their own mythology every 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 region has their well, own. well he just goes to egypt for a little while yeah yeah why not fuck up set but i don't know amun ra yeah, I, I, that, that ibis that ibis Horus. looking one yeah horace yeah fuck horace up um but like yeah then what like do they come to australia and take out the first nations people do they fight the rainbow <laughs> serpent and shit you know what i mean like there's only yeah. so many ways that, that it's like otherwise you're starting to get into pokemon levels of repetition it just goes you know, i mean goes, we're not ca- we're not we're not capturing capturing gods though but you get my point though they're like we just go to every yeah. region and kill a bunch of gods like, okay cool yeah but like yeah if the narrative works sweet once again, i mean there's still i mean i feel that there's still a story there that can be told of course i just is. it's just one of those things of does it contain everyone the answer is probably no no but like what's the next step from here you know it's, but like so this is the thing. So on the uh, the challenge that I have is when it comes to you know questions like, hey, what should these studios do? Like, I don't fucking know because I don't work in their studio. I don't have their conditions. I don't know their creative minds, and I'm not going to sit here and tell them what I think they should do. I think it's they should cool do, shit. huh? More cool shit. Do yeah, you, do I sh- think your, they should do you what should they want, want to do. do. That way it's going to be the best possible thing that they can do. Bang on. Because I could be like, hey, you know what Naughty Dog should do? More Jack and Daxter. No, they shouldn't. Because if they wanted to, they would already be doing more Jack and Daxter. I mean, to be fair, like Ben want to do more fucking... Actually, the, the only one that I would argue is Ben should do more Days Gone. But, yeah, Days Gone. Thank yeah, you. that's it. All right. Well, moving on from Ragnarok, let's talk about some Valhalla news. Oh, so we're still in the Norse mythology? Yeah. Uh, so Ubisoft has revealed that post-launch content for Valhalla is ending on the 6th of December. This will be the yeah, final chapter cool. to conclude Ivor's story and will be free to all players. It shall, quote, tie up some of the storylines developed throughout the game and offer closure to your time among the Raven Clan. Given the name The Last Chapter, it follows on from Wrath of the Druids, The Siege of Paris, as well as Dawn of Ragnarok expansion. To access the DLC, there's a few things that you have to do first. Like it's free, you, but you must own the other ones. You need to complete the main story by pledging to all territories of England. You have to have completed the mythical story arcs of Asgard and Jotunheim. You have to have upgraded your settlement to level 5 and construct the Joms Viking barracks. 
and you have to have killed all targets of the Order of the Ancients and unveil its leader. Spoilers. So just just a few things. Yeah, just all Ubisoft has also provided an update on the potential of a new game plus mode. Uh, Their statement is, due to the depth of the game, the company has limited options to make replayability unique or rewarding. (laughs) Yeah. But hey, we built this game because it plays for fucking ever. Why would you want to do it again, you idiot? Uh, yeah pretty much it took you 150 hours the first time just to finish the campaign why yeah Uh, max now you put this game on uh, on your backlog (laughs) backlog. so for those who don't know i really do want to get through it i really enjoyed my time with the game but fuck me does it take ages and it's not like i don't have like a bajillion other things that Mm. i would love to get through as well so for those who don't know at the start of the year we max and i created a backlog challenge we picked three games one for 10 hours 20 hours 30 plus um for us to complete by the end of the year and it's holy shit it's almost december i slept this dumb fuck for his 30 plus picked a 150 hour game yeah go in dickhead um I so, feel if I finish Valhalla, it should just automatically give me completion for the other two. Oh hell no! But like, <laughs> I'm I, I would be happy to uh, to uh, to come to some agreement. It wouldn't wipe the other two, but I'm happy to come to negotiations. I mean, I, I'm right at the end of bloody F- Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I should just reinstall it and finish it. Yeah, I'm I like, should finish In Sound Mine. I'm I just think I'm amazing. like an hour or two away from finishing it, and then Death Door shouldn't take me too long. No, like I, I, I did. I mean, if day. you finished it, I should be able to do it. Very true. Very very true. <laughs> no offense to you and your gameplay. No, exactly offense to me. I, I don't. That if you can, I feel that if you can finish it, I should be able to do it. Yeah, very, very, very much so. But yeah, look, this makes sense. If this is the last chapter, if it's culminating the entire story of Ava, uh, Ivor, whatever, like you would make sense for you needing to do the following things, right? Because yeah. it can't be like, hey, this is all the chapters, but like you don't know, you don't know all the beats. Then I'm sorry, like that's, yeah. you know, that's rough rough but it makes sense make complete sense uh the embracer group what a couple of different stories about them the first one volition the team that made saints row so that studio will now be led by gearbox software the embracer group has announced this is because the uh, saints row the game quote did not meet the full expectation and left the fan base partially polarized end quotes as the studio continues to work to improve saints row well, uh, which has begun with its with this month's update it will now become part of the borderlands team to create quote future success despite the split opinion amongst the fan base saints row quote performed in line with management expectations in the quarter end quote increasing quote organic growth end quote by 35 percent Quote, this is the first inter- internal group transfer that we tra- that where we transfer a major year between operation groups, but it is not necessarily the last, the company states. We'll touch on this first, Max, then we'll jump into the second part. So, it, it sold well because they marketed it well. Congratulations, woo. You, you managed to trick everyone. And then the game sucked, at least from, from those that have reviewed it and, and expressed their opinions on it bad game is bad okay why are you surprised it's 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 funny though because you know like they said you know it it performed in line with them with their expectations for their quarter from management it showed growth and they're like now nah, fuck you you're gonna you're gonna work for gearbox now yeah but i kind of like that in terms of 
Hey, um, I mean, I mean that in terms of the mix between like, because there are many places like, hey, this was fiscally viable. Let's do another one. Where at least here, there's a little bit of them going, mm-hmm. yeah, we made our money, but creatively, it didn't. There's perform. a sour taste in everyone. There's a sour taste. You guys fucked up. Like, yeah, you made money. Congratulations. You did the bare minimum of what we need to do as a business. You made money. But you think you think you can replicate this? Fuck no. You absolutely can't. You took what it was and made it bad. You're like, you know. Are we going to get tales from the Saints Row now? No, I think Saints Row is done. This was their opportunity. Their opportunity yeah. here was to, to essentially soft reboot the franchise. And they proceeded to make a game that is not saints row like they removed now granted for you know it's up to you whether you think it's a better or worse but they when they've removed like all the you know crazy outlandish nonsense of the previous saints row games to create a very tame controlled and you know different focused game like okay cool but when you call it saints row there's an expectation of what that game's going to be and you fucked it you fucked it up uh veldrin in the chat also jumps in again very chatty veldrin i appreciate that thank you veldrin uh gearbox taking over so characters yelling at you in a way that's supposed to be funny yeah but it's one of those things but this is the thing okay all right old volition would have really made some cool borderlands shit because those old games were funny they were wacky and they were silly borderlands like this you know this volition saints row volition not funny that game wasn't funny it was bad it was like marvel level of humor shit Mm. right and then even borderlands 3 i didn't find that funny i haven't played new tales from the borderlands but you max did you find it entertaining uh borderlands 3 did not hit the way borderlands 1 or 2 did um it felt very forced um yeah, it just yep. yeah, it, it just didn't hit the same. So like having them join the, the the gearbox team is not going to make Borderlands any better. Like, hey, we're gonna take the tank. Like maybe from a like that's from a creative writing point, I I I, I guess. But from a production standpoint, also not helpful because Saints Row didn't run that well either. Mm. So cool. Let's just bring more bad talent over to the studio. Interesting. Cool. I'm glad no one's getting fired though which is nice. Mm. But like, I know Gearbox do things outside of Borderlands, so that's cool. I know they do some publishing stuff, but I don't know how that's going to help these guys. And but uh, Saints Row is just one of many it is. games. It's just one of many. That the, that the Embracer, Embracer Group have their, their hands on. So the Embracer Group is a huge holding company that owns countless publishing brands, studios, and video game IPs. The size of this company is pretty crazy, and as a result, it has a ton of games in the pipeline to be precise it has 234 titles in the works for pc and or consoles of those 25 uh, of those sorry 25 are considered triple a so about 10 percent just uh, i'm trying to think who that would include so that probably include like hogwarts legacy um anything sort of coming out of their play on mm. air distribution all of and all of them are planned to release between now and the end of March 2026. This information comes directly from the company, which has published its latest financial report in full uh, full of insight of its plans. 
From this, we can also see that 49 of the Embracer Group's games are announced as of right now, including upcoming titles like Alone in the Dark, SpongeBob SquarePants, Evil West, and The Just Delayed Dead Island 2, which means there's still about 200 out there unknown. Yeah, so we've discussed previously around what we believe the strategy of the Embracer Group was, and it most certainly wasn't, let's make cool games. They're in the IP buying business. And that's what they've done. They've they've demonstrated very quickly that they are in the the that they just want the intellectual property that these studios have, the titles that it would come with. So it allows for more creative opportunity. Um, and we also saw what essentially what happened with the the team that they the teams that they bought from Square Enix. There was that team out of Montreal that just got like, hey, we've we bought you, you've rebranded you. I got rebranded, uh, dead. Yeah, you're dead. And I think we're going to start seeing more of that now as they as as the world heads into this economic downturn we're going to see con consolidation of these studios because just the 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 overhead alone is going to be crazy like the idea that 234 of these games will deliver and exceed sorry and succeed is near impossible let alone without them sort of munching into each other's areas like you hot um you can't just like drop a handful of games that will compete within themselves uh you know we think about what was the ea when they dropped uh titanfall and, and battlefield you know like only one of them could win and it's to the detriment of the other team and when you've got 234 games within the next what four years for three and a half years that's not enough time because unless you start overlapping because knowing the games drop it you know they drop at key moments in each quarter it's not like yeah there's what that's what like you know 1200 possible days to pull from you've got 200 and something games oh there's enough time to space them all out yeah but like mm. strategically you put games in certain parts of the month in certain parts of the quarter and it's it's highly likely that they're not going to there's people going to cross over yeah what's your thoughts uh pretty much i i'm in complete agreement with you yeah so like, what, what's your future 234 titles is is absolutely crazy over the next three years um the fact that only well, like less than 10 percent of those will be classified as triple a titles it kind of just means that they they need them to be doing something to try and keep themselves afloat uh with with, with the volition being moved over to gearbox it's awesome that they got to keep their jobs in relation to you know the team who were formerly known as square enix montreal who are now just gone at least they're keeping some people on board, but mm. it will be interesting to see what happens over the next few years. Very true. Especially, especially if they're twenty-five triple A titles, don't do well. See, that's what see that's what's interesting. So you've got two hundred and thirty-four titles, and then so that leaves you with what? I can't do math top of my head. Well, let's put it this way: let's say about two hundred and eighty something. There's hundred and fifty-six weeks in three years, so they're releasing a game every week. Yeah, but they won't be. Or two game, two games a week. Yeah, essentially, essentially two games a week. That's cool. That's a, but that's a lot. That's not. That's not going to happen. Because in the chat, you can release several titles near each other if they are diverse enough. The other enough thing not to is, step on depending on the wording of this, <laughs> depending on the wording of the of of this article in in particular, it could be that the twenty five that are considered AAA are releasing by twenty twenty six, not the entirety of the two hundred and thirty four catalog. Yeah, and twenty five games over three years isn't too bad yeah that's yes. much more manageable but you know i do agree with the point like yeah there's enough time to spread them out but 
like how many different variants of games can you have we are like there's only so many genres that can happen and mm. you're not gonna like, you're not gonna make a studio sit on a game for extra three you know like oh, i'm sorry we're already relieve, re, you know releasing an action adventure game here in march of 2024 um do you mind sitting on it for three months like, what's the right amount of time to keep that distance? Is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it two months? And it's... Monday to Friday. Yeah, to manage all these titles. Once again, knowing full well the games release on Tuesdays or Fridays. That's it. it reduces your options even more. And Buddy in the chat does bring up a very good point. Uh, the only Embrace the Game I care about is AEW's Fight Forever, which is interesting, by the way, for those that are wrestling fans, so they uh, repackaged the game, tell me how long, they repackaged the game this week, in that, uh, with the loss of CM Punk, they rewrapped the front of it, hey, says so CM Punk's not, not on it anymore, scrap him from the middle, still no release date, uh, my pitch, I, I think it's coming in the early parts of next year, um, but I think it was originally slated for the back end of this year, but there is no way that's coming out, especially after they have to remove like punk and readjust a lot of things. But uh, that's cool. Very, very cool. Sadly though, I'm pretty sure uh, AEW Fight Forever, as excited as I am for it, will likely not uh, be considered in the Game of the Year nominations for 2023. But since we last spoke, Max, they did drop the the, a, the, the AEW, no, they, they did, but they also announced the the Game Award nominations, uh, as expected, God of War cleaned up in terms of the noms with like 20 uh, across, 23, 23 yeah, it's 20 plus across a number of different categories. They're doing really well. Uh, I think El- uh, Elden Ring did well as well. Requiem, uh, so. Yep. Yep. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem did really well as well. But I, joke, I jokingly put in our chat, uh, in our group chat, that uh, it looks like God of War will at least win one award this year because Elden Ring got listed as an RPG, not an action adventure game. So God of yeah. War will win action adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So let's go. Let's go through uh, the game of the year because, like, when the awards happen, we'll talk more in the details about of, of all the categories. But let's talk primarily about the game of the year, one of the most important. So the nominees are. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. One of those games has no right being in that And that answer is fucking Stray. Why the hell is Stray on this list? Stray is fine, but it is no Cult of the Lamb. If you wanted to put a game in there to go, oh, cool, let's give this indie game a shot, the answer is Cult of the fucking Lamb. That game is exceptional. Stray is all, all look, zero substance. That game is fine. Cult of the Lamb is brilliant but Jerdman in the chat brings up a good point horizon and god of war should have released in different years god of war was meant to come out the back end of last year i mean to be fair it was never going to be between god of war and horizon anyway <laughs> not with Elden ring dropping it yeah. was always going to be those two so the challenge here and the and i guess the real question is poor horizon horizon just gets fucked like they released when they released in 2017 right alongside zelda breath of the wild no way they're gonna win anything that year here they're unlike and if it was just elden ring they would have got smashed but now they're getting smashed in two ways 
Like there is no chance they're going to win anything because they didn't in 2017 they won nothing. Nothing. And like the games are really really good, but it's just like there's no second place. It's just winner or no winner. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Poor so like poor gorilla. You do good, man. Let you do. You really do. But just the timing's bad. Uh buddy in the chat tunic sifu cold lamb are all better than than stray i yeah. would I, I haven't played tunic but i've heard nothing but good things put tunic in there sifu's fine i enjoyed sifu but like cold lamb should be is the one that should be in there mm. the game is brilliant the other the other one that that kind of sucked um and for those people who have played god of war may agree with me i guess but um, I feel like the guy who played Sindri deserves to be in best performance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of people say that online as well. Um, and yeah, I 100% agree that you know because obviously you've got the likes of Ashley Birch from Horizon, uh, Christopher Judge and Sonny Soljic from God of War. Uh, you got the, the 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 lady who does Plague Tale, Requiem, and another one who does Immortality. Uh, but I, I feel like the the, the person who played Sindri. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this will probably go to Atreus, I think. Um, Sunny. Uh, or Judge. Mm. It's probably the two. Yeah. Like, it's, in terms of performance, like, I think Christopher Judge did a great performance, but I think uh, Atreus as a character and their, and their performance was has improved. And I think Chris Judge won in 2018, so it wouldn't hurt for them to go mm. to Atreus. Um, a couple of things that are also very interesting about the Game of War nominations is our content creator of the year. Once again, I've no idea the fuck any of them are, which just shows how old I am. We're not there. But of course we're not there. <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? We will <laughs> never, we will never be there. We won't even, we won't even like, you know, I'm surprised we'll barely get nominated just for being a content. Like just, are you a content creator? No, I probably not. No one would vote for us. No idea who half of them are, but, you know who gets a nomination? Nibbleon. Nibbleon, whatever yeah. the fuck is. This dude who just regurgitated news on Twitter is because they've decided to leave the industry. Are they suddenly, they're getting that little tip of the hat. Fuck you. Are you serious? Are you goddamn serious? You're shitting me. Secondly, Elden Ring, best narrative of the year, go fuck yourselves. Best RPG? Sure. Totally deserve that. Should it have a game of the year nom? Fuck yeah, it should. Best narrative, eat my dick. I, th- I, th- I can't. Elden Ring's hard because I... Because it's I'm shit. Assuming, I'm assuming like 80% of the people who are voting for this shit didn't didn't beat the game. And it's like, no, sorry. You don't get a vote because no one could finish you. Agreed. No. Like, for, yeah, no, for me, it's just... When, like if you have to find the narrative, then uh, it's not know, a narrative. Uh, you know, you know what the best one is? What? Fucking Marvel Snap getting nommed for best mobile game. I don't know that pops you pretty hard. Oh doesn't man, I fucking love that game. And Sifu getting nominated for best fighting game? The fuck? Do have they played a fighting game before? You fucking morons! Like it's insane. Like I don't like to sit here and shit. I don't like to sit here and shit on like the games industry and like especially the press because we're part of that same like that same bubble. But it's just like some of these are fucking dumb. Like this collective hive mind of of the the high tier press. I'm like, what? 
But who's winning it? Who's coming out winner? Game the of game of the year? Ah, oh, dude, like, I really don't know. Like, like I said, you know, if... For, even for me, it's going to be hard to pick my game of the year because I played so much Elden Ring compared to what I've played in God of War. And if I was basing my game of the year just on gameplay and enjoyment, it would be hands down Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a whole package, I think God of War for me did it or did just enough to, to you know, just beat him at the finish line. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I think it'll come down to on the day. Like recency bias obviously play a part that, I, you know, I haven't played Elden Ring since March and I just finished God of War. Yeah. But I've also played like 200 hours of Elden Ring and I've played like 30 of God of War. Yeah, but what's better? A, th- so, a really awesome 30, 30 hours or like 200 but hours? I also, but I also played a really fucking awesome 200 hours yeah, of Elden Ring. Yeah, believe you. <laughs> El- uh, look, Elden Ring's fucking trash. Um, no, it's not Jer- true. Jerdman in the chat, Dinkum's game of the year. Yeah, it's in early access, doesn't qualify. Um, <laughs> but... I look. I think God of War should win. I think aside, God of War aside will from win, the fact I, that I have true. some, I'm very aware of my bias. I wear my bias on my fucking sleeve for this game. Um, but I think from an overall experience, from narrative to gameplay to set design to to music to direction to narrative, every part of this game is fucking brilliant. Ah, come on, your your whole your whole basis of whether or not it wins game of the year is can i beat it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes it can win god of the year yeah and that's why straight in straight should get the fuck out because that game is so boring i didn't want to finish it uh, horizon forbidden west is very good and it deserves the nomination but it does not deserve to win uh, Elden ring can eat an asshole a game <laughs> I, I understand how the game's great but like it is not it is not the caliber of God of War. Uh, some quick Oh, sorry, Veldrin, Game of the Year nominations had one odd category, accessibility options, yeah. And look, accessibility options are a really, really good thing. So as some, like I myself, my day job, I work in disability and mental health supports and I use video games as therapy. That's literally my day job. My day job is helping people connect, build up social skills and build their capacity and understanding of the world and themselves and the world around them using video games and, and tabletop role-playing game like D&D. So accessibility is incredibly important. Should there be an award for it? Yes, in that it, it, it will incentivize people to do it more often, but mm. I also understand it feels really weird because like yeah. God of War went so above and beyond. Whoever's like second quote-unquote, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, it's like when Last of Us Part 2 did it. Like, no one had them matched. No one. Literally. Yeah. No one had them matched. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, but it's one of the, if you If there is an award and in someone can put that, can, someone can put that on, their, on the front of their box or, on, or in their studio, like, hey, we won accessibility of the year because we, we made our game available to be played by more people. That is great. But I understand where Voldran's coming from too. Elden, Elden Ring will win best RPG because you role played as a victim for 200 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, quick bits. Oh, uh, as we as we spoke about earlier, Dead Island 2 has been delayed from February 3rd to April 28th. 
Brad, I guess. Ubisoft has shared early Splinter Cell PS5 remake concept art as part of its 20th anniversary for the series. Episode 2 of The Boardroom is now out for all those skate fans who want to watch pre-alpha alpha footage. Ooh. No. Uh, apparently Crystal Dynamics has heard the fanfare, and apparently Legacy of Kane could be making a comeback. Those people are very, very excited about that one. Mm. Uh, new footage is out in the Callisto Protocol launch trailer. Yeah, man, that's like so close. Uh, in the crossover event, no one in a million years could guess, Near Automata and Replicant characters are joining Rainbow Six Siege. Wait, what? <laughs> that, that's a crossover. What? what? You, know what I, you know what I want in my Rainbow Six Siege? JRPG characters. <laughs> like, I understand there's some crossover probably, but like, damn. Uh, more news to come on that on the 22nd of November. I don't need uh, more news on that because more news is going to make me more confused. Like, if they're like, hey, this is how it crosses over. I'm like, you've just made it worse. Like, you've not explained uh, it. You've just made it somehow more confusing. The Witcher 3 PS5 version is set to release December 14th. I didn't want to play it the first time. I'm going to play it again. Are you going to play it again? Hell yeah, I'm going to play it again. It's the fucking greatest game of all time. Look, I, I, <laughs> like, I admittedly, I really wasn't in the right headspace when I played it. Because like the idea of just a map with a thousand fucking things on it, I was like, ew. But like, I, 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 okay, look, admittedly, I made the exact same comment around Horizon Forbidden West earlier in the year. I was like, ew, why is this map so fucking full? Uh, for those still playing it, the Winter Soldier is joining Marvel's Avengers this month. Okay. Um, a streamer has beaten all Soul games, including Sekiro, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring, without taking a single hit. It took 120 days and se- 120 days over the seven games with zero hits. All right, so that guy damage. should get Game of the Year because that's <laughs> impressive. That's the content creator. Of that the is year content right creator of the year because that's a fucking effort. That guy deserves it. Not and, this fucking Nebelian dude, that guy. And Marvel Spider-Man 2 has recast the role of Harry Osborn with star Scott Porter revealing in a now deleted tweet he would not be returning. He alluded to the fact that the developer Insomniac, Insomniac Games had decided to go, quote, photo real with its casting and the difference between me and Harry's ages was too much to overcome, I believe. Porter recently played Heimdall in God of War Ragnarok. Wait, oh my god, so they did the same thing with the fucking Yuri or whatever? Yep. Oh my god! How did I not see this coming? I thought that was fucking dumb when they recart when they refaced uh like fucking Peter Parker. That's dumb. And they just did it again! The fuck? The actual so fuck. This didn't do it for a remaster, this is a whole different game. The guy's oh. aged clearly, but you know. Yeah. Oh man, that's so fucking weird and dumb. Okay, good on him, I guess. All right, well, look, my, have, have my, fun. Have, have fun with my shitty upcoming titles listed all you, out of order. Oh my god, you suck! You suck so hard. I have to. I'm have to zoom this out so I can so I can pay attention. Uh, all right, Marvel Spider Man Two's fucking yonks away. But here are the games that are coming out this week uh, in a section called. PlayStation games that are coming out this week. Uh, you've got Evil West coming to PS4, PS5, November 22nd. Just Dance 2023 20, edition, November 22nd. Gungrave Gore, November 22nd. Ship of Fools, November 22nd. PS5. These are all PS5, by the way. Uh, Sable, 
coming to PS5 November 29th. Uh, Soccer Story, PS4, PS5 November 29th. Sword of the Vagrant, PS4, PS5 November 30th. And that is it, according to the list. I put them in correct order. Fuck you trying to screw me, Max. I came out good. It's because the list I looked at had them listed separately for PS4 and PS5, so I just doubled them up and then just crossed out the ones that I didn't need and then forgot to put them back into date order. It's fine. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. I ain't yeah. playing any of them. I'm actually just going to finish the games that I probably should be playing. Yeah. yeah. Sable like, looks rad. It does. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for joining us on this week's show. Uh, as we each say each and every week, the, great, the, the, the best thing you can do, the most caring, the greatest thing you can do is share your time with someone because time is the only thing that's finite within, it, within any of us. So we really appreciate you taking some of that time to spend it with us. Uh, it's much, much appreciated. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up, Max. Let's get out of here. I'm gonna give this DMZ a go when we're done here. Well, everybody, this PlayStation conversation happens mon- every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials: Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially and help fund our PSVR too, <laughs> we'll be shameless about it. Head over to patreon.com slash the pop cultures uh or as well as our merchandise store popculturecom shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players i do have one question though like 2b from you know near near automata yep. like she's blindfolded like, yep. how are you going to play that in siege uh I, I assume she could see, but I didn't pay enough attention to the law. Is like, is this shit's gonna be blue? I don't know. Like, yeah. Does she gonna have? You know, a- there's a, you know, there's a lot of blind video game. She's Daredevil, okay? Oh, she used sonar. Oh fuck! <laughs> I have no idea. Man, Nier Automata just got way cooler. Really, Daredevil's the. <laughs> yeah, because like what, like super Japanese character, I like, can see up her skirt. That didn't do it for me, but Daredevil though. <laughs>